Welcome to the Health Pulse podcast. I'm Dr. Connor Delaney, CEO and President of Cleveland Clinic Florida. Although in the early stages of the trial, Cleveland Clinic is looking at a preventative breast cancer vaccine. Today, we're going to learn more about the vaccine, the type of breast cancer we are targeting, and the timeline for the vaccine's development. My special guest for today is Dr. Thomas Budd. Dr. Budd is a staff physician in the Taussig Cancer Center at Cleveland Clinic and is a professor of medicine at the Cleveland Clinic Lerner College of Medicine at Case Western Reserve University. His clinical and research interests include breast cancer, sarcomas, and experimental therapeutics. Board certified in internal medicine with a subspecialty in medical oncology, Dr. Budd has authored more than 175 articles and 15 book chapters. He has been the principal investigator or a sub-investigator on grants from the National Cancer Institute, National Institutes of Health, the Susan B. Komen Foundation, and the Department of Defense. In addition, Dr. Budd is a fellow of the American College of Physicians and a member of the Society of Clinical Oncology and the American Association for Cancer Research. Dr. Budd received his medical degree from University of Kansas Medical School. He completed his internship, residency, and fellowship in medical oncology at Cleveland Clinic. And so, Tom, I just wanted to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Uh, thank you, Connor. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Tom, at Cleveland Clinic, we've begun clinical testing now of this novel vaccine, which is designed ultimately to prevent triple negative breast cancer, a potential new mechanism to combat the disease. Obviously, this just didn't happen over a short period of, the of time, and it's a result of almost two decades of research. And this experimental vaccine is aimed at primary prevention, meaning stopping the cancer before the tumor begins. So I'm going to start off again, thanking you for joining us, but maybe you could start by telling our listeners a little more about you and your role with the novel vaccine so they can understand and follow our discussion uh, as we move ahead. Oh, sure. So this vaccine, the alpha-lactalbumin vaccine for triple negative breast cancer is really the brainchild of my colleague, Dr. Vincent Tui here at the Cleveland Clinic in Ohio. Uh, and he's been working on this as you intimated for two decades. I joined him one decade ago when we started to try to bring this into the clinic. And so my role is as the principal investigator of a clinical trial, a, seri a series of two clinical trials, trying to uh, determine the uh, efficacy in terms of immunologic response and also the safety of the vaccine. So this is a first in human trial of this approach. Yeah, and an incredibly exciting one too. So, Tom, obviously, there's very many different types of cancers, but there's also many different types of breast cancer. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about triple negative breast cancer and what that means. Okay. Well, triple negative breast cancer, you can tell by the words, kind of is defined by what it's not. Uh, so, breast cancer uh, has been one of the first tumors in which we've had targeted treatments. Uh, first, the estrogen receptor, and then HER2. Uh, and triple negative breast cancer has neither estrogen receptor nor the related progesterone receptor nor HER2. Uh, so it's negative for those three potential targets, which means 
it's tougher to treat. It also is a more aggressive subtype. So we don't have targeted treatments for it, although we're working on this to try to find targets. Um, but right now, the mainstay of treatment is chemotherapy. There uh, is new evidence that immunologic responses can be obtained, which I think only strengthens the rationale for our trial. So kind of in a nutshell, there's three primary targets or therapeutic mechanisms we have, and this is negative for all of them. So this is a, a new mechanism of treatment we might have. So maybe with that foundation, tell us a little bit more about the vaccine and how the vaccine came about. Well, this came about, um, as I mentioned, my colleague, Vince Tui uh, has been working on this. He's an immunologist, has worked primarily in MS in the past, um, and has become familiar with autoimmune diseases and wondered if this could be used as a therapeutic. Uh, and into looking into this further, he developed this so-called retired protein hypothesis, which uh, is that there, this approach hypothesizes that there are proteins expressed by certain cells in the body at certain specific times, uh, but then are not expressed under other circumstances. And it so happens that these proteins are aberrantly expressed by some cancers. In the case of breast cancer, uh, what was found is this protein alpha-lactalbumin, which is a milk protein, and uh, in the normal human body is expressed in the lactating breast, but at no other time or place in the normal human body, uh, but it is expressed in some 70%, as it turns out, of triple negative breast cancer. So this appeared to be a um, logical target for immunologic destruction. So there were preclinical pre models with mice that showed that this could work. Um, it was somewhat effective in treating triple negative breast cancer, but much more effective in preventing it in the first place in the preclinical model. So we're starting out in patients who have a history of breast cancer and then hope to move into the preventive sphere very quickly. Oh, that's exciting. So just for our listeners, so, you know, obviously the human body has an immune system and the immune system is very capable at fighting off foreign antigens. Uh, and sometimes your immune system can fight yourself and you get an autoimmune disease where you're, you're battling yourself and that can give you something like Crohn's disease or certain types of arthritis. But what Dr. Budd is explaining is that you can develop and strengthen a particular area of the immune system so that it might target a cancer in this case or an antigen that's expressed on something that we don't want in the body. So Tom, maybe you could explain a little bit more about this retired protein hypothesis and how you found that as the, the antigen or target um, on these breast cancer cells that, that you can stimulate the immune system uh, to use it as a weapon against the cancer. If you think about it, uh, immunologic approach as a preventive uh, has been very successful in cancer. If you're targeting uh, vac vaccines against viral antigen. So hepatitis B vaccination, HPV vaccination have very potent preventive effects preventing hepatocellular carcinoma and HPV related cancers. In breast cancer, we don't have such a target. We don't, as best we know anyway, it's not virally associated. So we had to look for something else. And as I mentioned, uh, Dr. Tui uh, did find that alpha-lactalbumin was overexpressed in some 70% of triple negative breast cancers, but not otherwise in the human body. Uh, and so in the preclinical studies, it was possible to target alpha-lactalbumin with a vaccine 
uh, and could destroy these tumors uh, as they formed. Yeah, that's incredibly exciting. And again, for our listeners, so that means that this antigen is expressed on this cancer, but the important thing is it's not, not being expressed anywhere else in the body. So you can stimulate your immune system specifically to target this type of cancer cell. And it'll leave your joints and your skin and everything else in your body uh, untouched. So obviously that's a huge amount of basic science work and a huge amount of preclinical studies and a huge amount of work to get it to the stage of a clinical trial, which is um, honestly incredibly exciting. So maybe you could tell us a little bit more about the trial and the participants that will be involved and, and, and how you've structured things. Okay. Our first trial is a so-called phase one trial, meaning it's the first phase of this study. It's designed to look primarily at the safety of the vaccine. Uh, so we look at different doses. Uh, we started a very low dose and increase in successive groups of patients to look at the safety and side effects. And if we uh, encounter unacceptable side effects, of course, we stop. And the next lower dose is considered the maximum tolerated or recommended dose for future studies. Um, the second goal is to document that we produce an immunologic response. So we'll be drawing blood and looking primarily at a T cell response against uh, cells that uh, express alpha-lactalbumin. Um, we're also looking at an immunologic, the humoral response by looking at antibodies to this antigen. So that's the basic idea behind it. Um, the current trial is open to patients with a history of triple negative breast cancer who are free of disease, who's had either stages two or three breast cancer, or um, who have received preoperative chemotherapy, had surgery, and still had residual disease. All that residual disease was removed at the time of surgery. But these are all patients who are at risk to have microscopic metastases, which could manifest in the future. So have if any residual disease, it's minimum and are at risk for recurrence. So that's the group we're targeting first. And we'll, because we're escalating uh, in successive groups of patients, the number that we'll treat depends a bit on the side effects that we see, but somewhere 18 to 24 patients. After that, we hope to, with the knowledge that we've gained with this first set of patients, kind of move it earlier in the disease course to patients who are at risk for triple negative breast cancer. And here, there've been a lot of advances in the past decades trying to identify such patients. And the most obvious group are those who are genetic, high genetic risk. For instance, triple negative breast cancer um, is the cancer that afflicts most patients with BRCA1 mutations. These patients have 75, 80% or more risk of developing breast cancer at some point in their life. These patients, uh, often will undergo prophylactic or preventive mastectomy, um, you know, a big operation. Uh, and so this is the group that we're going to target first uh, to look at safety. It might be generalized from there as we learn more about at-risk populations. Fantastic. And uh, so again, for the listeners, so when your immune system um, targets uh, a farm protein or an antigen, or hopefully here a cancer cell, it can work through two, two systems that can work through the cells you have, these T cells that can, can kill cancer cells, uh, or through antibodies, which are produced by B cells. 
And so the test Dr. Bud was describing will test for both of those to look for, for any effect that's created in, in the immune system. Mm -hmm. And obviously he's really nicely explained the whole, the whole excitement of this is that maybe we can stop people needing a preventive mastectomy and give them a vaccine instead. So Tom, you talked a little bit about the numbers and the structure and the types. Now we talked about breast cancer, different types of cancer can happen, but also different kinds of people can get it. And although not commonly recognized, uh, men can get breast cancer mm -hmm. as well as women. So are you putting men in at this stage of the trial or is that something you see coming later? Well, the current trial is open to men, uh, but frankly, we don't anticipate that it is likely that we'll enroll such a patient. First of all, male breast cancer is something like 1% of uh, breast cancer, and most male breast cancer is S receptor positive, so not triple negative breast cancer, but there are triple negative breast cancers in men, and um, these patients are eligible for the current trial. For the preventive setting, I think unlikely we would enroll men. Men, for instance, the risk is not high enough that we do prophylactic bilateral mastectomy, so at this point, I would not anticipate that men would be entered. I should mention one other important uh, criterion for patients in our current and future trials is, um, as I mentioned, this is overexpressed in lactating breasts. So we just need to make sure that we enroll patients who are not going to become pregnant and start lactating because then they could express this protein in the normal breast. Um, and that's one reason we're uh, examining these mastectomy specimens and patients who undergo prophylactic mastectomy, preventive mastectomy, to look very closely for any evidence of occult or unsuspected lactational foci in those breasts that might uh, become inflamed with our uh, vaccine. So that's another safety measure we're taking. Yeah, well, it's obviously extremely thorough and comprehensive and a lot of work has gone into structuring it. It sounds, sounds great. And that makes total sense why there are unlikely to be any men in the trial at this stage. So um, you've talked about the structure of it, the number of people that you're recruiting, the fact that it's a phase one, which is primarily around safety. But when can we anticipate trials then for different groups, high-risk patients and kind of next steps, just to give listeners a, a feel for the, the timeline involved when you're doing a study that's this complicated? Well, it is. So these first trials uh, will hopefully wind up the end of next year. Um, after that, we have to see about launching further trials. Uh, we're most excited about preventive trials. Now, there could be a strategy looking at this sort of adjuvant post-operative setting, but we're most excited about the um, preventive setting. And anytime you're trying to prevent a disease, it takes a long time because it takes a long time for a disease to develop. So I anticipate that will be years to you know a decade or more you know, actually gathering the data. So it's not something you're going to see in your doctor's office uh, in the short term. All the best things take time, right? We've got to have the evidence and safety comes first and then looking at the types of uh, patients that will hopefully prevent getting breast cancer. As you said, that all takes time because cancers just take so much time to develop. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously, as this plays out and hoping very much that it's going to be successful and obviously all the preclinical research is, is very promising. What are your thoughts about um, this applying to other types of cancers down the road? And, well, it could, uh, apply to, it could apply to other cancers. There are other cancers that have these so-called retired proteins. Uh, ovarian cancer is one. 
And I know uh, my colleague, Dr. Tui, is working with the National Cancer Institute uh, for a similar approach with a different protein uh, for patients at risk for ovarian cancer. So yes, it can be applied to other tumor types and we'll just have to keep looking for targets. Yeah, absolutely. And again, for our listeners, there's some types of cancers that are, are more immunogenic, meaning they're more of a target for your immune system. Um, but the whole point about this is that this is a, a type of cancer that isn't particularly immunogenic, and this is a new target on this type of cell. Just like Dr. Bud's talking about ovarian cancer, it's not particularly immunogenic, and this might be a new target for, for ovarian cancer. So this type of work is incredibly exciting and really could be transformative in how we treat or maybe better stated prevent breast cancer and other cancers in the future. So just an amazing congratulations to you and your team, Tom. Oh, thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. So, so it's a team, I should point out a team that's working on all this. So oh, absolutely. Happy to re represent us all. Yeah. Well, we're all proud to be part of the broader team. So fantastic. So Cleveland Clinic Cancer Center clinical trials offer patients, as you've heard from Dr. Bud's discussion, really important and novel treatment options and access to the latest treatments and procedures resulting from cancer research. Participation in these trials also helps scientists and researchers advance the cause of preventing, diagnosing, and treating cancer. Tom, I really just want to thank you for your time today and for this fantastic insight into the research and development of this amazing vaccine. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. To our listeners, uh, to learn more about Cleveland Clinic research and innovation, please visit clevelandclinic.org. And please join me next time on our next episode of the Health Pulse podcast.